0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective. 2020 on Vision.
1: There's a significant ethical challenge to talk through. Lots of Aussies are familiar with White Ribbon Australia. Now, it's a charity that's been dedicated to stopping violence against women. It's promoted as a global movement of men and boys working to end male violence against women and girls. Sounds very noble, doesn't it? But this organisation has been accused of blatant hypocrisy of the worst kind. The heavily taxpayer-funded White Ribbon Australia wants to end men's violence against women and girls, but at the same time supports the legalising of abortion. Or the killing of babies at any time, so including late-term abortion, for virtually any reason during pregnancy. Where's the hypocrisy? 50% of those babies, of course, are female. Well, White Ribbon Australia has aligned with the pro-abortion coalition that includes Children by Choice, Pro-Choice Queensland, Australian Sex Party, Family Planning Alliance, Mari's Stopes and Emily's List. We're going to talk through these issues today, and as I say, controversial issue, and one you might like to join in and be a part of. Christian cultural commentator Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch is with us today, as is Robin Grace, who is a pregnancy counsellor from Pregnancy Help SA in South Australia. So a special welcome along to, firstly to you, Robin Grace, welcome. Thanks for having me. And to Bill Muhlenberg, welcome back. Oh, it's great to be here. Let me start with you for a moment here, Robin, because uh, your husband uh, is a part of a school and uh, they were just recently celebrating uh, White Ribbon Day or some uh, focus on White Ribbon Day. Uh, What what was your uh, concern? Uh, What uh, twigged your, uh, your concern about this whole issue?
2: Okay, so my husband, as you said, is a high school teacher at a Christian school here in Adelaide. And one of the teachers had organised for White Ribbon Australia to come in and do White Ribbon Day for the whole school. And thanks to Mark Robinson over in Queensland who informed my husband about what's happening with White Ribbon and that you can't be a White Ribbon man if you don't support the decriminalisation of abortion. So the thing is the day before is when my husband found out that the school was doing white ribbon and so we thought what can he do as he wanted the kids at the school to know the truth on their support for abortion. So the prefects in the school got up and they said their support for ending violence towards women but they also got red textures on all their ribbons and they put red spots on it which meant the blood of the babies so the prefect said we do not support the violence against women but we do not support the violence against unborn babies in the womb so we do not support abortion
1: Bill Muhlenberg, there is really, I think, at the start, a backlash that's coming from churches because of this realisation, because of this alignment. Uh, What's your information or what sort of feeling do you have about the way that churches will be responding to this endorsement that uh, White Ribbon Day has towards abortion?
3: Yeah, it'll be a mixed bag, uh, sadly. I mean, good and bad. (laughs) Some churches will uh... be rightly upset about this uh... they will rightly be concerned about all forms of domestic violence but because they're consistent and biblical christian churches they will also be concerned about domestic violence beginning in the womb uh... Mm-hmm. what is supposed to be the safest place for our most vulnerable and defenseless uh, that should not be a place where any violence is happening so, yeah, some churches are uh, hearing about this now, uh, certainly thanks to Robin and Trevor, Mark Robinson, I and others. You know, we're spreading the word, social media and elsewhere, and some churches are waking up and saying, well, look, if that's the case, we cannot support White Ribbon as it stands. Uh, sadly, there'll be some other churches, of course, who either couldn't care less or, worse <laughs> yet, might even be pro-abortion themselves. So it is, as always, a mixed bag. Same with, say, the marriage debate. You have the good, the bad, and the ugly. But, uh, yeah, a lot of the better churches and Christian leaders, upon learning of this, are saying, Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, That is unacceptable. We can't, uh, you know, it it is duplicitous to say we oppose violence at home against women, when obviously half, at least, of all abortion victims are female." So, uh, yeah, thanks to Robin uh, and others getting this word out, uh, hopefully some churches are beginning to wake up.
1: Now, there is a Queensland election coming up in just a couple of weeks' time. And, uh, Robin, as we're talking to you, you're in Adelaide, South Australia. Bill Muhlenberg, you're in Melbourne, Victoria. And uh, we're talking about an issue here that is affecting Queensland. There is a national Uh, effect of what happens with abortion laws everywhere but Queensland at this present time and Bill Muhlenberg uh, you might be across the way that legislation perhaps even differs uh, slightly in Queensland to what it does in your home state of Victoria but Queensland's one of those states that's sort of holding out a little bit and and Mm. still has some criminalization for abortion
3: yeah that's right Uh, there was well there's been a number of battles most recently uh, last year early this year um Thankfully, the the pro-life forces have managed to win and to hold the line, unlike uh, Victoria, of course, as you know, with our horrendous uh, abortion law of 2008, one of the most uh, liberalized laws anywhere in the world. So thankfully, uh, Queenslanders have... uh, been fighting the same fight but so far getting somewhat better results but the push is still on as always and as you rightly say an election is coming up in fact as part of that we always put together a christian values checklist where we look at the different parties and the candidates running and uh, look at some of the key issues obviously abortion is one of those key issues so we uh... Like to get that checklist out far and wide as well ahead of the election, so people can see if you're concerned about uh, the sanctity of life and protecting innocent babies. Well, then you should know where the uh, political parties, at least in Queensland, stand on some of these issues. So that's uh, that's an uh, important part of this overall process. Thinking wisely and carefully, even in our political voting process.
1: Uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for those political values uh, checklists and uh, there's a number of them in production at the moment Uh, some research and surveying being done of not only the major parties for the Queensland election but also of individual candidates and uh, we'll have some more to say about that next week in the week leading up to the election for listeners to be able to uh, access that resource to see what the parties and what the candidates believe. Robin Grace let me come back to you because you're right they're on the front line and as a pregnancy counsellor from Pregnancy Help SA uh, what sort of feeling do you get Uh, what sort of anecdotal evidence do you have from the women that you're uh, counselling those who are coming to you who don't have any support around them, they've fallen pregnant Um, this idea of uh, of a contradiction here uh, what are your feelings about the sorts of people that you talk to?
2: Okay well At our abortion clinic here in South Australia, we just have one major one, and I've actually witnessed many a times men dragging women in to have abortions when they don't want to have them. So here is another contradiction with White Ribbon's policy as well, that they do not, you know, you have to be, you know, supporting abortion to be a White Ribbon man. So that's a contradiction in itself, you know, and... Yes, a lot of the women that do go to the abortion clinic that I have witnessed, I would say a good 90% do not want to have an abortion and kill their child. Mm. They just need someone to help them and support them. That's the biggest thing.
1: And uh, Bill Muhlenberg of recent times, and I was talking just uh, only uh, in the last uh, 15, 20 minutes to Lyle Shelton and uh, said we're having a controversial conversation coming up and he's aware of the issues so far as the white ribbon uh, Australia goes. And uh, he drew attention to there's been some high-profile cases of uh, you know rugby league players, high-profile celebrity-level rugby league players who've been... Uh, who have been involved in this idea of uh, of uh, this coercion, we talk about coercion when a man coerces a woman to have an abortion because he doesn 't want that. Uh, any thoughts on on the sorts of ways that coercion happens?
3: Well, yes, there were some of those uh, famous cases uh, earlier in the year involving uh some well-known athletes, but it's not just public figures like that. As Robin had already said, this is fairly common. Um, You know, we talk so much about choice and about women freely being able to do what they want, but far too often there is coercion. It can be the husband or the boyfriend or even family members and so on, even, uh, you know, loved ones, friends. Uh, The pressure is always very strong in this regard. So that kind of rules out the idea of a genuine free choice when all the pressure is one way, especially from those closest and dearest to you. It's very hard indeed for a, a woman who is pregnant to say no. So that's exactly why we need all the help we can to give them. Uh, groups like Robbins in South Australia, all the capital cities would have uh, places like this, pregnancy crisis centers and so on where you can get uh, help, you can get advice, you can get practical measures to, if you keep the baby, to look after the baby and so on, real help. So that's the kind of stuff you don't hear about in the mainstream media. You don't hear about it in the pro-abortion, well, certainly in the abortion mills, but many of the health care places that are out there. So we need to spread this word as well. There is pressure. There is coercion. Many abortions are happening actually against the will of the woman, so we need to let them know there are other options and there are other ways we can go, and there is support for those who need it.
1: Robin Grace, there certainly is grey areas here, aren't there? Because manipulation, coercion... Uh, It can happen one way, but there can also be coercion on the other side as well. There is no real cut-and-dried rule here, is there? It's just that, uh, of course, uh, the coercion does happen, that uh, men are often involved in this violent act of forcing women into abortion.
2: That's true. Um, I do have the other side of it as well, where I've witnessed that a number of times, is where the woman is you know, dead set on having an abortion and the father does not want their wife or girlfriend to have an abortion. So I've witnessed both sides of it.
1: Yeah, and uh, and that in itself uh, it denies a father uh, the rights over his child.
2: It Yes, it does. And the father has no rights, to be honest, in in the law, but it takes a, a father and a mother to make a baby. It doesn't just happen with a woman.
1: And when we talk about intimate partner violence, uh, you know, sometimes we talk about violence within marriages or, and families. But intimate partner violence—it uh, takes in from uh, right from you know the first date, doesn't it? Uh, not just uh, people who are established in whatever relationship they have or within a marriage. Intimate partner violence is quite a broad terminology, isn't it?
2: It is, and and sadly. Violence is um, increasing in our society and, you know, with pornography and all these sort of things that males are getting involved in, which leads to more violence, you know, how they treat their girlfriend, their wife, whatever. Yeah, all those things, our whole society, you know, has moved away from God. And when you move away from God in your foundation, you're left with nothing. And that's where our society has gone.
1: Bill mm-hmm. Muhlenberg, you might like to reflect on that too but uh, many people can remember when marriages were a lot more stable than they are today and there was even a process where a boyfriend-girlfriend went through a time of courtship before they married and many uh, remained celibate until that time when they did marry and then they were prepared and and they had planned their own family arrangements but, uh, but somehow or other things have slipped and that doesn't happen as much mm-hmm. anymore.
3: Yeah, that's right, and it's well worth tying together, actually, these two issues, marriage and family on the one hand, and uh, sanctity of life issues on the other, they actually do go together. Uh, You know, White Ribbon deals with domestic violence. Well, we actually know from even the social science research that uh, the safest place for people to be is all things considered in the married household, that risks of abuse... Uh, go up, where there's a de facto cohabitation, live-in boyfriends, the whole bit. In fact, look more specifically at one type of domestic violence, that of abuse against children. Again, same thing with the research. It's quite clear that uh, uh, broadly speaking, uh, the research is, is, is pretty one-sided on this. If you want to minimize child abuse of any form, if you want to Ensure children are raised with uh, good outcomes, including not being abused in any form. Well, make Mm -hmm. sure they're raised in a mother-father household cemented by marriage. Again, other forms are less safe in that regard. And again, the secular social science research on this has been quite consistent for the last 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to do best by your children... Uh, make sure they're being brought up with mom and dad in marriage. Otherwise, the risks are much higher for any kind of domestic violence. And, uh, of course, when we talk about the abortion ethic, we're talking about the child abuse ethic, right? When we can glibly and willingly uh, kill those in the womb who deserve most our protection and care? Well, that attitude will obviously extend outwards, Uh, to child abuse in fact we have studies on that as well in my book on abortion i highlight some of those studies so if we want to see a reduction in child abuse well we should see a reduction in the abortion culture because the two are in fact linked
0: helping you make sense of life culture and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 on vision
1: it's Neil with you. We're talking about White Ribbon Australia today, a heavily taxpayer-funded charity that wants to end men's violence against women and girls, but at the same time supports the legalising of abortion. And what's happened since this has come to light is that there's a backlash that's coming from churches. You might like to have your say on this conversation today. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. Cultural commentator Bill Muhlenberg is with us. So is Robin Grace, pregnancy counsellor from Pregnancy Help SA. We are taking some calls, so why don't we take a call from Philip in Albany in WA. Hello, Philip. Welcome along. Yes, good morning, all. Uh, Look, I just wanted to mention that, uh, like I was at the Albany show the other day and there was a uh, pregnancy group there. Now, they go into schools and they show the students, you know, Models of what the uh, the baby looks like at each stage of development, and they 're very much neutral and informative, and they 're not pushing you know uh, the abortion agenda or or whatever they 're just neutral and giving the facts to the kids so that they 're fully informed and better able to make their own choices and to imagine uh, and and to conceptualise what's uh, growing inside them. Philip, really great observation there and uh, let's go with Bill Muhlenberg on this point because, Bill, uh, this sort of education is a wonderful way of informing children as they're growing in an understanding of of human reproduction Uh, and somehow or other that's part of the contradiction too, isn't it? Because children are learning all of this wonderful uh, insight uh, and yet they're being... uh, pushed into a cultural uh, malaise when it comes to abortion when they get to their teenage years your thoughts Bill Muhlenberg for our uh, for our caller Philip
3: yes so he's quite right Uh, not only in Perth but all the capital cities would have similar groups as we mentioned and many of them are trying as best as they can to get into the schools now mind you that's not always easy uh, plenty of schools would knock them back and not allow them to come in they 're seen as too controversial or whatever, but they are getting into some and they 're doing a tremendous job and that is as you say, a kind of a irony of uh, on the one hand bringing in groups that are fully in favor of abortion and on the other hand, allowing on occasion some of these groups to come in and show what you know what is happening in the mother 's womb what is this? developing baby really look like so it's uh something we need to support a whole lot more i know pretty much all these groups they always need more help they can use more money more volunteers more helpers whether going into schools or doing so many other things counseling the mums. so this is a, a pitch and a plea if you will for uh, what people like robin are already doing they need more help they can use a lot more workers, even part-time, volunteer basis, even manning the office if need be. So, um, I'll let Robin speak to that. But it's a, it's a great thing indeed that some of these groups do now exist.
1: Hey Robin, your thoughts for Philip in Albany in WA?
2: I think it's great um, in schools to show the humanity of the child, and because when, like Bill said, when you become a teenager, everything sort of thrown out the window and so if you've still got those thoughts in your head you know if you do end up getting pregnant as a as a young teenager or whatever that you still know you are carrying a child because when you go to an abortion clinic they refuse to tell you you're a mother they refuse to tell you you're carrying a child because and they refuse to, sh- to show you an ultrasound because you might actually change your mind and I've actually been In our abortion clinic here in Adelaide with a young woman and so I've seen exactly how they um, speak to the women and how they counsel them and there is nothing positive about their pregnancy and about being a mother.
1: OK, well, thank you so much to Philip from Albany in WA. Our talkback line is open on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. 316 316 You might like to join in our conversation. Let's come back to churches. And churches have been big supporters of white ribbon australia and that does appear to be changing uh, bill muhlenberg to you first of all uh, the extent of church's support because it is very noble to support uh, a backlash uh, from uh, men and boys against violence against women and girls i mean that's very noble but uh, there is a draw a line to draw here
3: yes exactly it's uh, we see this happening over and over again Christians, well-meaning Christians, whether churches, leaders, individuals supporting something because in theory it sounds good. Certainly, working against domestic violence is something we can all get behind. But as we've been saying all along, is as, as there's the uh, pro-abortion agenda tackled onto this, uh, it's you know it's something we have to rethink. But this would be across the board, sadly. You know, we've heard of. Christian leaders and churches supporting things like the Safe Schools Program. You know, in theory, again, it's supposed to be about anti-bullying, which is great, but of course it's a radical, pro-homosexual, pro-transgender program, which is really something no churches should be supporting, and that's the worry. A lot of Christians and churches are, well, they need to do their homework. They need to be uh, up to speed as to what's happening. And we could take this further and say that a lot of the at least formerly uh... strongly evangelical uh... social help groups you can think of the world vision salvation army uh... ymca there's so many that started off with strong christian roots but a lot of them today are kind of wavering and a lot of them today will end up supporting uh... things like abortion either directly or indirectly or even homosexual uh... activities such as marriage so uh... Even groups we used to think we could count on, even there, we have to uh, look a little bit more closely and, you know, ask them hard questions. Do you know mm-hmm. what you're supporting? Do you know what your uh, organization is involved in? And do I want to keep uh, contributing to you if you're doing some of these activities?
1: Uh, Robin, you're aware of Church's support for White Ribbon Australia, and uh, one of those big supporters has been the Salvation Army. Do you think they'll be embarrassed now that this has all come to light?
2: Um, Well, I'm just hoping that... um, I just received an email from them this morning, um, but, you know, with no comment saying they'll pass it on. But the thing is, most churches do not know that uh, White Ribbon does support the decriminalising of abortion. And that's the biggest thing I want to say is they don't know. And so we've contacted every church across the whole of Australia, every denomination and everything we can think of to inform them. And we've had hundreds and hundreds of responses back of saying they had no idea. And so that's the thing. Sadly, the Uniting Church um, supports them and doesn't have a problem with it at all. Um, the decriminalising of abortion and supports abortion. Um, but all the other churches, so the Lutheran, the Baptists, um, um, Hillsong have pulled out of supporting them um, and it just is growing. So we, the more we inform people, even just having conversations with people, like last weekend I went to a funeral and I was talking to the pastor at the funeral and a man came up to me and said, I'm a White Ribbon ambassador. So an ambassador for White Ribbon goes around to whole communities and um, puts their white ribbons into all different shops and really pushes the whole agenda of white ribbon. And so I explained to him what white ribbon stand is regarding the decriminalisation of abortion. And he said, I am no longer a white ribbon ambassador. Uh, so and he, sorry? Yeah, so just from informing someone
1: and very quickly Bill Muhlenberg just uh, 30 or 40 seconds out from news uh, a lot of people when they hear this news that there is an alignment this way as Christian believers they're probably going to change their support fairly quickly
3: well I hope they do and they should uh, you know it's uh, if you call yourself a biblical Christian who affirms life and the sanctity of life uh, clearly uh, this is at odds if you would support a group that uh, doesn't hold to that view so uh, Hopefully most Christian churches and leaders will indeed say, sorry, but I can't
1: run with this. Two special guests with us, Robin Grace, a pregnancy counsellor from Pregnancy Help SA, and Christian cultural commentator Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch is with us. Uh, Bill and Robin, let's take another call. Let's hear from John in Somerset in Tasmania. Hello, John. Welcome along. Hello, uh, Neil. John, what are your thoughts on our conversation today?
4: Uh... You mentioned the Mari Stopes chain of uh, family planning stroke uh, abortion services providers. Yep. Well, back in 1938, the original Dr. Mari Stopes wrote a letter to the Brisbane Courier Mail, and the first paragraph says I was glad you gave space to the fact that the Queensland Medical Association is planning an extensive educational campaign against the evil of abortion. The majority of married women do not realise the frightful injury they do to themselves and to their possible future children by an abortion. And that was from the Mari Stopes, after whom the uh, chain of clinics is named. Uh, Plainly, she was not a fan of abortion. Uh, As to the issue of... uh, uh, male coercion of women into abortion. Uh, uh, there was a school of opinion in post-World War I Germany, as Margaret Sanger found out, uh, that believed uh, that abortion was a means whereby the largely male medical profession could uh, maintain control over German women's
1: fertility. Those are very interesting thoughts. I'll come to you, Bill Muhlenberg. Uh, Do you have a response for John in Somerset, in Tasmania?
3: Yeah, it's interesting to look at some of the uh, ideological forebears, if you will, of some of these movements. That could be another hour long uh, discussion in itself, actually. Uh, Sanger, of course, is interesting. One of the leading eugenicists of our time, a real inspiration to Hitler and the Nazis. Uh, you know, talked about getting rid of uh, undesirable populations like the blacks and so on. And so today, uh, you know, pro-abortion uh, uh, superstars like Hillary Clinton will honor and celebrate a life like Margaret Sanger and hold them up as heroes. They'll hold up uh, groups like Planned Parenthood International and so on. So we see this happening again and again where uh, bad ideas have bad consequences, and, uh, even some of the, er- well, we could tie in the early feminists. You would think feminism, you'd think it's a, you know, strongly pro abortion movement, but the early, uh, feminists of a century ago, they were actually, most of them were strongly against abortion. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so many areas where things change over time, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, something we have to be aware of. There are, uh, Ideologies and ideas out there. Not all of them are helpful. Some are quite dangerous. And bad ideas can lead to bad consequences. We can look at, uh, you know, this year we celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia. We can look at what role abortion played there, for example, in other communist countries. So, a lot of uh, historical and ideological directions we could go with this debate. So, uh, It's uh, very good points indeed that were raised by your caller.
1: Thank you so much to John in Somerset in Tasmania. And uh, I'll hold off uh, Robin's uh, thoughts for John because uh, there's lots of calls coming through. Let's hear from Catherine in Esperance in WA. Hello, Catherine. Welcome along.
5: Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you, Robin and Bill. And thank you for... uh putting truth out there over our great country. I was a student midwife in the 70s. I did my mid at King Edward and they had an annex there for adoption babies and there were probably 30 little babies that went out to great families. But today that annex is closed and so most of those babies, they may have been uh, just, the, the single mums may have kept them, but most of them have been aborted I just think that no one speaks about adoption any longer. It's not put out there as a choice. And so many, uh, there's just no adoption babies available. And I think if that could be promoted, that that baby doesn't have to, its life doesn't have to be ended. That can It can go into a family that just so would love a baby. Mm. Catherine,
1: think, good thoughts in there. Let's get a response from Robin Grace. Robin, your thoughts for Catherine?
2: I couldn't agree with you more and that's where another thing I've witnessed at our abortion clinic is the mentality of the workers is by saying if you don't want your child nobody else should have your child but they don't say the word child if you don't want this pregnancy to continue well we'll make sure it doesn't instead of, that's right across the whole of Australia in Australia we are lucky to have one adoption a year Um, it's just not we try to put it out there. The government's just shut us down. They don't want to go there.
1: Thank you so much to Catherine from Esperance for your input. Our talkback line open on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. 316 316 Before we take another call, Bill Muhlenberg, uh, when it comes to this issue of adoption, abortions become such an industry that mm-hmm. adoption's been squeezed out. Would that be a, a fair perspective?
3: Uh, absolutely. It's not even seen as an option any longer. In fact, it's getting harder and harder for... Uh, parents couples who do want to adopt even find somebody to adopt were uh, basically killing so many of them and uh... you know uh... there are plenty of uh... families out there who do want to adopt but it's getting to be a very difficult thing indeed to even find uh... a young one to adopt because it's as you say it's kind of not even part of the conversation anymore it's uh... all one-way traffic here it's an unwanted pregnancy, as they say, and the best option is to get rid of it. Of course, that doesn't make you unpregnant. It simply makes you the mother of a dead baby. So we're having a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uh, truth is being covered up big time here, certainly in the mainstream media. So that's why we're so thankful for things like Vision Radio and you and this program to help get the truth out.
1: We do talk about things from a different perspective, and we can talk about why we do that in just a few moments. But let's take another call as we are taking calls on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Ashley is in Parabadoo in WA. Hello, Ashley, welcome along. Yeah, yeah
6: good mate. How you doing?
1: Very good, Ashley. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going. To,
6: I'm going to be coming from a different approach, and I'm still a bit a bit like on the on the side walk here, but I hope you're open to my view.
1: We're um, open to your view, yep.
6: So, uh, all I hear is um, you, you guys support White Ribbon in the aspect of violence against women as a no-no, and that we should be fighting against that kind of thing, and educating young boys and men to be respectful in trying towards women, which is a great thing. Uh, and then you're pulling your ropes and saying, no, we, we can't support White Ribbon because of their abortion stance. Um... As soon as that, as soon as you guys say that they kind of red flags me because all that all I hear is, is you're open to support women until it doesn't see you. Uh for me it is a woman's body, a woman's choice. Uh why do we have a a, a choice to say that this woman cannot have the abortion if it's her choice? Uh
1: I think you're you're representing a fairly common perspective here that many people hold, and I'll ask Robin Grace, who's a pregnancy counsellor, if you've got a response for Ashley in Parabadoo.
2: Sure, I just have one question for you, Ashley. When is it okay to kill a human being?
6: It's never it's never okay to kill a human being. Uh, exactly, a before it is born, does not have life yet. Uh, there could be many circumstances to why the child should not be born. Uh, also the thing with adoption that you guys are also talking about is that there are countless adoption agencies out there that are overseas for third world countries for babies that, you know, have no life in, in, uh, other countries. Uh, and, and that's flooding. You have people going over there in the thousands getting babies over there, uh, to give them a better life in this country. Uh, why? Uh,
1: sorry, I'm a bit sensitive about this. Ashley, uh, we'll get some more perspectives from Robin. Uh, Robin, your thoughts for Ashley on the, on the question or the point that he was making?
2: Well, regarding adoption, um, especially overseas, actually it's getting harder even to adopt children from overseas in Australia. We, I know so many couples and friends that have tried to adopt children and can't adopt children. We need to put more policies forward. We need to we need to be on the front foot, um, pro life people and Christians, to governments to say we do want you know we do want to save these babies and we know so many couples in Australia who are infertile who can't have children. Many reasons for that is because they're leaving their pregnancy to a lot later in life, been on contraception for years that helps you to become sterile. Um, A lot of women have chlamydia, which also makes them become sterile. All these things are factors of leading up to not being able to get pregnant. And the thing is, we also need to encourage, like Bill was known before, encourage people to have children in marriage and not just in relationships that are so quickly broken down.
1: OK, well, thank you so much to Ashley from Parabadoo who raised an important point uh, there. And I'll get your thoughts, Bill Muhlenberg, because uh, in Robin's response to Ashley's comment, she said that when is it right to kill a human being? From a Christian perspective, from someone who says the Bible is God's Word revealed and gives guidance to our ethical understanding of the value of human life, how do you respond to the idea that uh, that it's never really uh, the right time to take the life of another?
3: Yeah, well, look, as uh, I, I don't know Ashley's background, he may not be a Christian himself, in which case I'm actually happy to uh, answer that on a non-Christian point of view. Uh, the his answer was revealing he said yes it is wrong to kill any human life well then we simply have to ask what mm-hmm. is it exactly we have in the mother's womb And there we simply go not with religion or feelings we simply go with science open any biology textbook open any embryology textbook every single want will tell you clearly without any doubt from the moment of conception what we have when a man and a woman come together is a new human life it has its own distinct dna its own genetics it's already determined whether male female and so on all of that is there from day one when the sperm and the egg unite so if your caller is right to say we should not kill human life uh... well that certainly has to apply in the womb since that is clearly human life, so we should be consistent here. So I applaud his concern not to kill human life. Let's just uh, take it across the board.
1: Okay, we're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Roslyn in Perth. Hello, Roslyn. Welcome along.
7: Hi, welcome. Hello, and thank you for your taking my call.
1: What are your thoughts, Roslyn?
7: Um, I've actually um, had a child that I gave up for adoption. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've also had a termination. So I've done a bit of both here. Um, The termination, I have um, asked forgiveness for that and I feel that I have been forgiven. But having seen um, how a termination is carried out, having seen what they actually do to that child, it horrifies me. It absolutely horrifies me. Um, the child that I gave up for adoption, I now have contact with, which was something that I never thought would happen because back then, if you gave a child up for adoption, they whisked it out before you saw it, and you never—it was like you'd never had it, which was tough. Yep. Nowadays, adoption is so much different. The person relinquishing the child has so much say in in where the child goes, and they can have contact with the child throughout. So it's a whole different ballgame and I think people should really look at, um, women considering abortion should really, really look at adoption as an option.
1: Roslyn, let's get a thought from Robin Grace who is a pregnancy counsellor and no doubt wraps her arms around women just like you. Uh, Robin, your thoughts for Roslyn?
2: Yeah, hi, Roslyn. Um, Well, Firstly, I agree with you 100%. Adoption should be an option. And the thing is that it's never given as an option. So a lot of the women that I meet, um, I actually try to encourage the woman, depends what the situation is, to actually keep the child herself. And so with that, I, we support them through their whole pregnancy and after their pregnancy. We have lots of women live at our home who are pregnant and who are homeless or whatever situation. We look after their kids so they can still go and finish their education. A lot of the women that um, we help uh, overseas are immigrants who are on, say, a working visa or a student visa, so they don't receive uh, Medicare, which is a lot harder for them to survive as in financially because then they have the bills that they have to pay a pregnancy or and a birth can cost up to about fifteen twenty thousand dollars so then we try and raise that money to cover their medical expenses and plus take them for their appointments and just be there as a friend the whole time you know and years down the track you know we don't just finish with You know, as soon as a woman has a child, that's over. We try to be there for them for years to come. That's the important thing. Regarding the abortion side, you know, and this is where, again, you know, I just wish there were um, more resources for women to know that there is support there for them, you know, so you, you don't have to live with that for the rest of your life. But that's where Christ is amazing that, you know, through him, we have forgiveness, you know, and without Christ, we're all lost. So, you know, he's always forgiving and, and, it, and it doesn't mean that you will forget because sometimes you will be reminded by just something that you see in another child and you will wonder how how old your child is and what your child will be doing. But that's where, you know, that's where you keep coming back to God.
0: A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision Christian
1: Radio. Uh, We'll put a line under the calls. Uh, Thanks to everyone who's called through this hour. And uh, there's a number of calls we just won't be able to take. Uh, Running short of time, just a few minutes remaining, just to pick up on White Ribbon Days coming up. Uh, I think it's just uh, weeks away and many people will be approached to make donations for White Ribbon Day. Uh, Robin, you've been approached even yourself uh, in Adelaide. Uh, what's your advice to people knowing this new information uh, about how they support White Ribbon Day?
2: Okay, so for instance, like myself, um, in a Maya store in Adelaide, I was asked whether I'd like to make a donation towards ending violence, towards Women, And that's where I said, well, does your organisation support White Ribbon? And they said, yes, it goes towards White Ribbon. So then just by explaining in a nice way of what White Ribbon's policy was regarding abortion, um, the staff said, well, we could no longer support White Ribbon. And the thing is, you know, so we've got hospitals, police, teachers, public schools, you know, Shops everywhere like Radio Rentals, Myers, Salvation Army and it all goes on of who are supporting White Ribbon Australia. The thing is we have so many people who are working in these organisations who will be supporting White Ribbon but do not know what they stand for. So I really urge everybody to know what White Ribbon stands for and be a voice. You know, don't be afraid to say to people, do you know what it stands for because by educating one-to-one we can make a
1: difference. And uh, there will no doubt be lots of other organisations that are campaigners against violence against women and girls uh, and uh, those ones uh, perhaps need to look out for. Uh, Bill Muhlenberg uh, time running very short you are the author of a book uh, a book called The Challenge of Abortion. You've been following this issue a long time. Uh, You regularly are writing articles about this. Uh, It is worthwhile for people to seek resources and understand more deeply what it is to have a Christian position on the value of human life
3: yeah it's quite right it's well worth getting informed on the issues Uh, sadly a lot of uh, Christians even uh, wouldn't be able to argue for the case for human life the sanctity of life so yeah I've got a few resources the book and articles plenty of groups Uh, well here in overseas there's various pro-life groups, as I mentioned, in all of the capital cities, uh, Robin and Trevor, of course, in Adelaide would have resources. Everything from fetal models that can be shown, as we said, going into schools, teaching kids, plenty of good books. There's videos and other resources. So for those interested, I do suggest uh, trying to learn more, whether it's simply uh, looking at some of the articles on my website on abortion or at some of the other groups but we do on on this and all the contentious issues we do need to be informed we need to know a bit about what we're talking about so we can present our case even in a secular audience.
1: Well, I'll point people to the Culture Watch site. You can simply Google Bill dot com or uh, Google uh, Culture Watch, and you'll find those articles that Bill's talking about. And the website for Pregnancy Help SA is PregnancyHelpSA.com.au. dot com au. That's PregnancyHelpSA.com.au. dot com dot au. Robin Grace is is uh, is one of the uh, pregnancy uh, counsellors at uh, Pregnancy Help SA. So, to you, Bill Muhlenberg, and to you, Robin Grace, thank you so much for taking some time to share your heartbeat with us today. An important and uh, challenging ethical issue, but thank you to both of you for being a part of 2020 today.
3: Thanks Many for having Thanks, us.
1: Neil. Before you go,
0: thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, vision is listener supported.